what made me realize that is that what it was fear, guys. It was that fear that I, well, I'll wait to see if somebody else does it. Or, man, ain't nobody going to listen. Or what if I do it, man? Well, why not try it? And, and just not doing it. And I'm yeah, like, like dude, if, that, that what, what if? if yep, yeah. that what if, deep man. And, and trust me, I embrace my demons and comfort them when I need them. But at the same time, this one I needed to say, nigga, shut the fuck up and let me do it. Right? Yeah. I really did. And I didn't do that. But yeah. at the same time, I just did it yeah. right here on the podcast. Mm -hmm. So here's my thing. Get out there and do the shit. What's up, y'all? Harkos here with the Music Making Sense podcast. And with me, as always, is the one, the only KP. Well, almost always, because if you guys checked out last week's episode, that was just me solo. But... Back at it again. Back at it again is KP with us here as always. How the fuck is it going, KP? I'm good, dude. How are you, man? I'm doing pretty good, man. And uh, yeah, just like I, like I said in the last episode, KP had some other things that he had to take care of. And then there were scheduling conflicts between me and him to uh, to get it recorded at a different time and day and stuff like that. So I just went ahead and shot something, went over that article about uh, District Kid buying out Bandcamp and Song Trader buying uh, Banzoogle, which is actually like, like I talked about in the last episode, KP. Mm -hmm. Banzoogle was uh, one you had talked about artists you recommend artists use to build like a website because when i was talking about i love wix and you're like oh band zoogle is awesome and stuff yeah and so i don't know i just think i think it's 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 interesting but it kind of goes back to like i said in the last episode it kind of goes back to my my conspiracy theory of the major labels buying up all of these companies and owning all of these companies in order to control the new level of music and like it actually says in that headline, because they want to control super fans, they want they want to tap into the super fan market, the direct to consumer super fan market. Oh, since the episode you just put up today, I have okay, right. I just looked on it. Okay, with the mask, that is mm. cool, cool, um, cool graphic, cool graphic, yeah, cool, um, yeah. um, head or uh, what the hell do they call it? Um, the what's the so the uh, oh my god, thumbnail, I am just, thumbnail. thumbnail. Yeah, good, cool thumbnail. Yeah, go. yeah, 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 yeah. It's just a fucking, basically a bank a bank robber in a suit, which is a bank <laughs> robber in a suit with a gun <laughs> taking your money, which is basically the major labels. You know, they wear a suit and they got that fucking legal gun and they grab your fucking <laughs> money and sacks. <laughs> that shit well, was I saw that one, I was like, yep, that one. <laughs> Dude, I was looking like, I was kind of yep. looking, because I, I was like, wait a minute. But then I, I didn't get a chance to watch it yet, but I saw it because right. I was like, we're about to get ready. So, but no, just that, that, that thumbnail is so dope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would have, I would have posted it earlier today. It's just when I was, I was editing the video, I was finishing it up last night and I fell uh -huh. asleep in, in the chair right here, just like this. I was like, and I fell asleep in the fucking oh, chair. Wow. And I, I woke up and it was like 1.30 and my whole body hurt. Because like wow. my hips, my hips fucking hurt, my fucking back hurt and shit. I was like, oh, so I had to yeah, get up. Sitting, yeah, sitting yeah. in that chair, sleeping like that. Yeah, yeah. dude. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I've done it multiple times before, but it's been a few years since I've done it. And uh, yeah, so then whenever I got, I got, I went and laid down, and then I slept in a little bit and everything like that. And then I, whenever I got up, right, um, you know, I got up a little bit late and stuff, but I got, finally got it edited, and then took a little bit for it to upload, but. 
but yeah, that that's a pretty good episode and stuff like that. Um, but uh, but yeah, we got another great episode as always. Oh yeah, and um, I just want to say this right now: if you are listening only and you want to watch, um, or if you're watching and you want to listen only, we're available on all platforms, video and audio. All links sure are. are right here at music making sense pod.com um or search on your favorite um podcasting channel or wherever you want to listen to it, anything like that so absolutely i just want to get that out of the way in case somebody was like man i don't really want to watch i don't have time to watch right now we'll go ahead and listen you know yep. listen listen wherever you want to listen at so yeah I, I sometimes i take i mean just as a you know just as a podcaster mm-hmm. there are times i take a lot of i take I take a lot of joy out of just listening to sometimes and sometimes, I mean, even Oh, I, yeah, I always listen. I never watch a podcast. Oh, really? (laughs) Ever. No, never. Because I'm always doing something else. Yeah. You're always right. You know, you know, like, like I was telling you about how last week, whenever I was, whenever I was first listening to that article, whenever Mm -hmm. I saw the article, I was like, I want to read this, but like, I got to cook my food real quick and I got to do something else. And so I just, I just told my, my Google assistant, I was like, Hey, read this shit to me, right. and read it to me. And then I was able to sit there and cook or do whatever for seven minutes, you know? So I think I got my laundry out and I cooked and stuff like that, but I'm always doing something else. And most of the time, whenever I'm listening to podcasts, I'm listening because, you know, I'm at work or I'm working on my car or I'm doing something outside in the garden or whatever the right. fuck I'm doing, you know, you know, it, I'm I'm listening to to podcasts and stuff like that then, and so that's whenever I do it. The only time it's understandable, yeah. The only time I'm really not doing like listening to any podcast is whenever I'm editing video, obviously, because I got to focus, right? Uh, or I'm creating music, um, or if I'm, when I'm out in nature on my morning walks, you know, then I have my phone with me just for emergencies, but like I keep it in my backpack and I just uh just yeah. disconnect you know yeah when and, i yeah because yeah, yeah when i do my walks too i'm like that bro i because mm-hmm. i'm you know i'm doing my weighted pro my, my weighted walks so yeah. i'm like i don't i put my just put my back my phone in my backpack and mm-hmm. just and my headphones on and turn on extreme metal workout playlist uh, from spotify dude and i get yeah. to trucking you know what i'm saying well, shit, it's fun. i don't even, yeah i don't even listen to music when i'm on my I just, like it's silence in nature and it's the sounds of nature only when i'm out because i'm out in the woods and shit like that yeah and so like I, does it first, help you come up with lyrics and shit when you're doing when you're out there like that it helps me come up with all kinds of shit because i'll be sitting there it's like a walk mm-hmm. it's like a walking meditation so with <laughs> With meditation, for those of y'all who are not familiar, with meditation, the goal of it is to let your mind just go and empty, and, empty. and then, and then you find like a natural flow state. Mm-hmm. And so, whenever I'm out there, or whatever, at first when I start walking, it's like kind of kind of noisy, right? Yeah. And then as I get out there, I start getting going and stuff like that. I just let everything go, like whatever pops into my head, I let it process and go and go, and I don't control it. I just let it let it freely go. Right. And then then I get to the space and then all of a sudden I'm like thinking about this. I'm thinking about that or whatever. And then I'm I'm processing things. And and yeah, sometimes I come up with lyrics. Sometimes I come up with other things. And um, but it, um, you know, sometimes I just come up with marketing ideas. I come up with different all kinds of different things. Um, yeah. And uh, that's when I started my little vlog thing that I haven't done in a little bit because we started this podcast, but I was doing at the beginning of the year on my personal artist channel. Mm-hmm. Um, once a week, I would just turn on the camera and just sit there and just talk all the stuff that was popping in my head, whatever it was. Right. I would just go. I would just go, and that's just something that I do like every day inside my head whenever I'm out there. But um, 
at, at first when I was doing it, I wasn't bringing my phone because I wanted to completely disconnect. Right. But then I'm like, I'm walking like three miles into the woods, like deep in the woods, kind of. If I get injured or something like that, I might need to call for help and nobody's going to hear me yelling. So I'm like, okay, I'll bring right. my phone. I'll bring my phone with me. Yeah. I'll fucking power it off and throw it in the fucking backpack or whatever, just in case I need it. Then I got it, you know? But, uh, but cause just cause yeah, just cause like that, that, that signal, you know, if I can keep one transmitter off of, you know, putting signal around and stuff, it helps because, you know, you know, radio waves, microwaves, all different kinds of sound waves, they, they affect your body. Yeah. You know, they and, do. And this, they yeah, really and this, do. And this is not medical advice, but they right. do, affect, they do affect your body, you know? And when I really started realizing that is whenever I first started messing around with, with actual meditation, I would um, play binaural beats. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it, I'd have it on, on, on my, my surround sound speakers in my living room. And I would sit on the floor in front of it. And I would turn it on, and I could feel it's like and everything. And you could feel it through your fucking body. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay. So then all these <laughs> waves are penetrating your body as well too, and then they can affect you in in different ways and stuff. So, but I mean, that's just that just plays into exactly how you feel music. Mm-hmm. You know, when you get that full body immersion of music when it's playing on speakers or playing like in the physical, like right in front of you, because you feel those sound waves. And then that's what really, it vibrates with you on a certain level. Puts me in a trance. Yeah, exactly. And that's why certain, certain tempos and certain styles of music vibe with certain people, you know, Mm -hmm. because like some people, when a country song pops on, like, and like if somebody starts playing on, you know, like a band starts playing country, they're like, wow, they get all jacked up. And then some people like me are like, Okay, whatever. You know, <laughs> right? But, yeah. yeah. But you totally. know, like you know, but like it's everybody's got their own their own vibrations that they resonate with, and that's that's the beauty of music is that you know even if you got headphones on, headphones kind of get it in there a little bit, but speakers help a lot, yeah. or just or just in the physical, and that's when you really really feel it, you know. So that's mm-hmm. why when uh what was that on White Man Can't Jump the the mm-hmm. first movie whenever he yeah. was like he was like. You don't- Jimmy <laughs> exactly he's like yeah you don't hear Jimmy yeah he's like no no I, I hear Jimmy he's like no you gotta feel Jimmy yeah, yeah. everything yeah him. yeah mm-hmm. exactly mm-hmm. but uh but yeah speak, speaking of music ways and stuff you you were talking to me briefly about um you know y- you were over at at work yeah. yesterday uh mm-hmm. doing your part-time stuff over at men's warehouse and mm-hmm. And you were telling me that that some dude was like looking all classy and his phone kept going off with. No, no, he wasn't looking classy. He was no, he wasn't looking classy. He was looking. He was doing to get it. He was getting a tuxedo fitting. Oh, well, he's trying to look classy. Yeah. Well, yeah, he was getting ready to look classy. So (laughs) (laughs) he's getting ready for his uh, daughter's wedding. But he was a rocker dude. He was a straight up rocker dude. And so he ended up. Let's get this, guys. He was his phone. Ring his phone's ringtone. Yes, he's my man still has a ringtone, which was dope. I don't <laughs> care, right? But it played down with the sickness from disturbed. And it just and as I'm working with him, I'm digging it, right? Of course, because it was just funny. Right, yeah. say, it's funny as hell, but I'm digging it. So anyway, I get home, make a long story short, y'all. So I'm home today, and I'm like sitting here and just you know having a smoke. And what came through my to my head was just this dope ass remix that I started coming up with. And I showed Harko said, and it was like, 
I just came up with this, like, just that. Get up, come on, get down with the sickness. Get up, come on, get down with the sickness. I can see that the sickness is rising. Don't try to deny what you feel when you give it to me. Even like I saw, I start thinking to do it like, right? right? And so, and and it was just like, dude, I I was like, you know, and I just showed Harkos and Hark gave me the yeah. sauce. So go ahead, and give him the sauce. Yeah, that's that's like me, a, that's, that's like a <laughs> that's like a beatbox acapella and shit. You know, yeah. it's it's pretty dope. But what I was suggesting to you is like, you you have to either just do a raw one take video of doing that mm-hmm. or or like actually record it mix and master and clean it you know make it super clean or whatever and right. then record video to that because that shit would go dope especially on tiktok or instagram and and you know you know you were saying oh what if i paint my face and do paint all like the face do like, all fuck, the yep the theatrics like, fuck, do it all man do all the fucking <laughs> you gotta do the visual theatrics with because yeah. because if you were just looking like you right now and you did that or whatever on a video on instagram they'd be like what the fuck but you play it up with the visual now you got the visual and the audio and the, all the creativity they're gonna be yeah. like who the fuck is this guy you know right and then you know you put stuff out like that every once in a while but you just keep dropping all your other stuff and everything that's that's really cool and it, i mean it goes back to 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 the to the blueprint for bands that i came up with yeah I was talking about on on a few episodes back where, you know, like, you know, you have the the lead singer just doing like acapella of the song and then like you have a guitarist is playing the guitar only and stuff like that. You have separate little video cuts of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that that's similar right there, because not only is that highly, highly creative right there, because you're you're. Like I said, that's that's a beatbox acapella of a fucking metal song, you know, yeah. and you're and you're doing it even you're doing you're doing a metal beatbox because it, it you're you're getting like that 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 deep scream of voice in with the beatbox of it and so it's it's highly highly creative dude i'm i mean i don't travel the internet looking for stuff like that but i've, I've never came across anything like that but on my own you know it's crazy you have a very valid point mm. i've been sitting around waiting for it to be done for years years i've been like i've been straight up dude i've been like it was like one of those things where i was like bro i wonder within this generation within the next generation and beyond who would attempt it no one has and if they have they haven't been able to market it well enough to get it popping no you know and so yeah i mean that's one of the things too is uh well fuck that's basically what got me started on even writing music when i was a teenager is that like it w- like i whenever i would listen to things mm-hmm. you know because like whenever i was in high school like Pac was a big influence on me right but but even still like <laughs> a good amount of Pac's lyrics didn't 100 percent hit with me because he's talking about things that i did i couldn't connect with 100 connect with, you know yeah. And but but the the mood of it I could connect with the tone of it right. the 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 you know the message in it I could connect with but a lot of the, a lot of the things he was saying I couldn't connect with and so you know it's just like one of those things it's like well if it's not already out there I have to create it 
in order to at least personally enjoy it, you know, and but but that that's how everything creative is created is based on people saying, I man, what if you took, you know, like like Limp Biscuit? What if you took hip hop and blended it with rock, you know, and you know, not only Limp Biscuit, but fuck Rage Against Rage the Machine Against did Machine, that. Fishbone. And, yeah, Living There's Color Ministry. Damn, I mean, all pretty kinds much, of people. Yeah, yeah. Nine Inch yeah. Nails. I mean, shit, extent, dude. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, to an extent, yeah. yeah. Well, Nine Inch Nails, they blended like orchestra style shit in with their well, stuff yeah. too. You know, and, and so the dan- and it was dance like that. Oh my god, I love that yeah. song. We're well, and then, together now. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, I'm sorry. like that, that tool. Yeah, Nine Inch Nails and Tool, they were both very, very unique in their sound because mm-hmm. they blended multiple different things, you know? Just like, you know, like I'm wearing Metallica right now, you know, and, 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 you know, a lot of their stuff is is really good, but their Symphony and Metallica one was very unique as well too. Yeah, you know their S and M one that that was that was very unique because they took a lot of things and blended it all, and it, I mean, some of it sounded really really good. And mm-hmm. any time that you take different things and you put them together, man, I mean, that's one of the things that that I love about about like sampled hip hop beats, you know, where yeah. they take like 70s 80s even older you know samples and shit and like some that, of the most obscure stuff that they've come up <laughs> from 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 um hip-hop dude yeah 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 and i mean kanye did a lot of it but like you know uh heat makers who made dipset beats and stuff like that mm-hmm. they did a lot of that as well too where they would come up with just like out of the box things or whatever you know and yeah. and that was one thing that um, I tried playing around with when I was in the army was whenever I was trying to mess around with making beats and I it just it doesn't speak to me. But yeah. I was trying I was trying me to neither, take but yeah. Yeah. I was trying to take um like Nirvana and mix it to beat and stuff like that. And so it just like I was just thinking of like, you know, what if you took, you know, this element of a rock song or something like that and then blended it in with hip-hop and do a sample with rock and hip-hop you know instead of doing it with like funk and stuff like that see i do see the thing is what i started to realize and with me is that i can do it raw Mm. like and i and it came to me because when we were sitting there trying to create a hip-hop beat Mm. on logic pro Mm -hmm. and unlike my brother shout out to my brother sadiq who is a an amazing beat maker and producer, but I tried to, th- I'm thinking I could do that. No, nah, nah. Chris Bradley also shout out to Chris Bradley of produce like a boss. Baby girl can make hip hop beats. Like, man, I swear. Okay. So right. I looked at myself and I was like, but when it comes to this type of, the type of sound that I could create on from a hip hop perspective or to have a sense of beat, danceability it is more of nine inch nails tool those bands and like a lot more alternative psychedelic but at the same time because i grew up with funk soul and gospel music in in detroit i'm able to add that swing also because of my love for blues right well it's motown too you know oh yeah and yeah and it's motown exactly So it's like you kind of can't help but be in step, you know what I mean? Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. But, and but I mean, 
you know, just because you can't do it as good as your brother doesn't mean you can't team up with him. Or you can't do it I've tried, God. It, we're just, it, they, no. it will never, no, it will no. never work. So that's <laughs> hey, that why happens. I'm like, it happens. Yeah, but yeah, So yeah. that's why I said to myself, like, just sitting there doing the beatbox. And like, I was even sharing with you about doing right. a song up, doing Shy's If I Ever Fall In Love Again mm. in a, as a rock song. Yeah, that could be just, interesting. That's a very interesting turn, but especially with the vocals because of how I sing. And I realized the one thing the way with my singing is a lot of rock singers have a huge influence on me and here and two reasons. Number one, a lot of them sing in baritone and number two, the grit. Yeah. Now I can hit some Luther, believe it or not. <laughs> Shout out to right. my own girl, Crystal Worthy from high school who would always tell me, sing some Luther, sing some Luther. <laughs> And I'm always like, oh, but I'm not a big fan of Luther, right? And right. I wasn't. I just, I mean, he's, I think he's one of the greatest singers of all time, rest his soul. Right. But actually, I would say, no, I'll take that back. I think he is on, technically, I think he is the best vocalist of all time. Mm. But I'm just not a fan of him. Yeah, it happens. Right. So, and it happens. So, but a lot of the rocks, but a lot of rock and metal singers, like, I know a lot of people fucking hate him and I get it. I understand. I was pissed at him too. And I've expressed my feelings about him, but Phil about Phil? yes, you know how much, <laughs> yes, big influence on me. Right. But right. James had, but you know, Hetfield, Papa yeah. Het, right. Um, Maynard. <laughs> oh yeah. Papa Het, baby. Hell yeah. And you know, Maynard, um, Trent, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So, and Corey from Corey from Living Color, LeJohn from Seven Dust, mm. you know, so many singers out there. Mark Lanigan, rest his soul, man, from um, Screaming Screaming Trees. Oh, man. Oh, Corey Taylor, Scott Whelan, Chester. Mm. I mean, rest their souls, man. I mean, I can go, basically, I can go on, right? right <laughs> like, yeah. For real. So I thought about that and just thinking about coming from, like coming from Motown and stuff, it's like I can really add that unique element to rock. Yeah. And I was waiting for someone to do it. And I'm gonna tell y'all this right now. I'm gonna share something with you guys because I really, I've always wanted to express this, but now I really have the chance. And I'm blessed to have Harkos as one of my as a as a co-host and a partner and podcasting to where I can actually share this with you guys because I like I've all like I've said. The one person who can understand a black dude in metal is a white dude in hip hop, right? Exactly. Like for real. Exactly. And I really mean that. And I and I'll stand by that till the day I die. And hope hopefully mm. it's not gonna be soon, but y'all yeah. <laughs> feel where I'm coming from. But right. what I what made me realize that is that what it was fear, guys. It was that fear that I well, I'll wait to see if somebody else does it or Man, ain't nobody gonna listen. Or what if I do it, man? Well, why not try it? And and just not doing it. And I'm yeah, like, dude, if, that, that what, what if? if yup, yeah. that what if deep man. And, and trust me, I embrace my demons and comfort them when I need them. But at the same time, this one I needed to say, nigga, shut the fuck up and let me do it. Right? Yeah. I really did, and I didn't do that. But yeah. at the same time, I just did it. Yeah. Right here on the podcast. Mm -hmm. So here's my thing. Get out there and do the shit. Yeah. Right. And, and I even talked about this on, I just said this on um, the last call we had, I just had with uh, Sean on, um, on the network 
Mm. Oh no, still because I'm still because I still uh, chime in on the network because I just raised went up a level. So right. I went ahead and just chimed in and wanted to you know check out what they're doing. So I did say that I said it's that fear and mm. having you with having you as a as a co-host helps me get over that fear and also working at men's warehouse is helping me get over that fear as well because believe it or not yes y'all i have that fear especially being a black male in rock and mm. rock and metal and even jazz much love to all three of those but what i'm saying is that it just because of that fear i'm not putting out that type of content that's in my head that's swimming in my head that's been swimming in my head for so goddamn long y'all and i haven't done it and it's like dude i need to do it no matter my age no matter what no matter what i need to do it why because it needs to be done who can do it better right? right and that's the thing and i have to tell myself that like now and i'm saying this right here I got to believe that it, it, I can do, no one can do it better than me. Straight yeah, you up. have to, because no one is built exactly like you yep. with your interests, with your history, with everything, with your, with your vocal ability. Nobody is built like that. Mm-hmm. You know, just you, what, you know, there might be some similar people, but right. nobody's went through your unique life situation other than you, you know, and <clears throat> Sorry, y'all had to hit the mute button. But, um, and, uh, but, you know, I heard, uh, I think it was Joe Rogan Mm -hmm. talking about comedians. They, they say that jokes come to them. They don't create them. Like, like the the real good comedians. He Mm -hmm. said they, they, they come from somewhere and then they come to them. Cat Williams said it comes from a place. Cat Williams mm-hmm. and Robin Williams both like rest, rest Robin's soul. Both said they both said that it came from a place of darkness. Right, right. It you know, it comes from a place of darkness, but some people, you know, it comes from different places, but right. it comes from somewhere else. Mm-hmm. You know, it's somewhere else. It's not just, you know, like sometimes you'll be sitting there and you'll be like, oh, you'll be like, you'll be front of mind thinking. Okay, how can I rewrite this bar to make it make it sound a little bit better? Stuff like that, right? right? But the in, the general idea and that feeling, like whenever you first you, you first get that spark of creativity, no matter what genre of music you have, but when it first it 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 hits you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. It, it yeah. just comes right Hell in, yeah. <laughs> and and you're like you're like. Oh yeah, <laughs> right like that, you know. Yeah. And it might you might not even have lyrics to it, but you have this. You have a feeling. You have a, a mood, a tone, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that visual, and that vi- and that visualization of it. Yeah, well. yeah. You can like see something in your mm-hmm. mind's eye. You know what I'm saying? And like you're sitting there, you're like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Hold on, and you start going with it. You know, and sometimes you'll be in dead silence. Sometimes you won't even be around music, or sometimes you'll be, you know, like my, for instance, you'll be like listening to a beat, or you'll be riffing on a guitar or something like that. Something will come to you. It comes from or somewhere. Else, yeah. you know, and and people that are musically creative, it it comes it comes to them like that if they tune themselves right. And mm-hmm. listening to what you were saying about you know you've had that fear of trying to do it because of being a black man in metal and stuff like that. I see that same fear with a couple of artists that I know. It's probably more artists than that I don't know, but there's a, there's one specific artist that I know who he is you know. 
we want to talk about it. He's a black man in hip hop, but okay. he has the fear. I think mm -hmm. is my hypothesis. He has a fear of putting out conscious hip hop because he, 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 he keeps resting on putting out more popular sign sounding hip hop music. Right. And so that's, that's a trap that I think a lot of people in hip hop fall into is Absolutely. that, is that they, they want to they want to get the popularity that mm -hmm. the that the that the drug dealers flashing guns with hoes popping their asses on their chest yeah get you know what I'm saying they want to get that so they're like okay I need to create some shit like that and I mm -hmm. like that kind of music I can create that I can vibe with it and they can create it and it sounds dope but at right. the same time they got that inside of them and this one artist I know specifically me and him can talk about conscious shit world world issues we can talk about like philosophy all kinds of like deep conscious shit right for forever and he'll he'll post up shit about it on his fucking facebook and stuff like that here and there and everything like that but he won't put it in his fucking music except for the one track he did with me right Ooh. and and i keep telling him i'm like you you gotta put that shit i was like keep doing it and he actually posted a video where he was just like freestyling and his freestyle mm -hmm. came out it it was some raw shit. Mm. It, I can't remember exactly the bar, but he said something about like, you know, my mama passing every time I think it still hurts my soul. You know, something like that, right? And and it was something that similar, one touches right? Me, dude. You know, I'm saying like like he was yeah. talking about how you know like since his mom passed stuff like that, every time he thinks over it, still hits him and shit, right? And I I fucking commented in there. I was like, put that to a fucking beat. Stop playing around. Yeah. Like stop playing around trying to sound like the next Jay or next uh next Drake or Migos, motherfucker. Right. Get, get your shit. Because he's intelligent. He knows all kinds of shit. Like, go, you know, and and like what's really crazy is he will put out either text content or some other kind of content about like, you know, metaphysical stuff, spiritual stuff, trying to, you know, you know you know, break the cycles and stuff like that, 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 that plague the black community and stuff like that. He'll be talking about this stuff, but right. won't put a fucking bar in a lyric on it. And, and mm. I'm just like, and I think what it is, is the fear because when he creates his wavy sound, when he puts out a wavy track, you know, now he, you know, he's got tens of thousands of fucking streams. He's sitting there gaining traction with a wavy track, right? you know? And I'm like, and I'm like, I told I told him one time, I'm like, look, dude, bare minimum, pull the Kendrick tactic. Make a wavy sound and track with raw lyrics. Raw lyrics. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like his track, um, ADHD. He's talking mm -hmm. about the negative effects of drug abuse and the negative effects of what the crack era did to you know to create the next generation of people. I who totally a, buy that because right, I who, know who have a yeah, they have a chemical imbalance from their mm -hmm. parents doing drugs. And so then now they have a chemical imbalance. And now they are more susceptible to using drugs in excess in order to cope with just their chemical imbalance, all kinds of shit like that. That's what he's talking about in that. And then his other song, um, Drank, Pour Up, Drank, you know, mm -hmm. Headshot, Drank. People think that's a party track. No, he's talking, oh, about, talking, about, drink, he's talking yeah. about the negatives of drinking, like yeah. everything like that. And so I told him, I'm like, look, do that. Use Kendrick's model. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Jay Cole's even done some of it. Yeah. Okay. You know? And Cole drops bars when he goes right. off like that. 
Yeah, exactly. He's even gone off on rappers who come at him mm-hmm. saying shit like he just did. I don't know. Was it Blueface? I believe. Mm-hmm. But he just came. He he just dropped a he just dropped a bar on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they will do that because they are conscious artists and they figured out how to make conscious stuff not sound preachy. Yeah, you know, and that that's one because that's one of the things that I hear or I see people do is that, you know, they don't want to make conscious stuff because they don't want to seem preachy. It's like you don't have to, dude. You know, Drake said that Drake said that. But it's like, dude, we get we can look at Cole and Kendrick and how much the world respects them in hip hop. Well, even Pharaoh Munch, whenever he yeah. had that, whenever he had that song, uh, when the gun draws, mm-hmm. you know, or Simon Says, <laughs> like those were his like big pop popular songs and stuff like Ooh. that, and he's talking about some real shit in it. Yeah, you know, like that. There's been a lot of things. So, so I know, I know what you're saying about that, about that fear, you know, mm-hmm. and that fear plagues people all the time. Yeah, and as an artist. You can't let that happen, you know, just like, you know, like, I, like I've said on here before, I listen to a lot of comedians and stuff like that. And I follow what they do from like a creative and a marketing standpoint as well as just, mm-hmm. you know, enjoy the entertainment when I find it fucking hilarious. Right. But but uh, some of the best comedians will say this as well, too. They say that if you shy away from what you want to do, you will never be what you want to be. You know, and so you have some people like like Tony Hinchcliffe who goes off the chain. He'll say whatever the fuck, because he feels that if he doesn't take those risks, you know, that he can't fully let it out. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you know, Joe Rogan's like that, too. Andrew Schultz, like a lot of the big people, Tim Dillon, Tim Dillon is insanely like that he says the most absurd shit right right because because taking that risk is is worth it creatively and bill burr you know what i'm saying when they say some of the most outrageous shit off the cuff just by letting it out and testing it it actually helps them build as a creative artist as well yeah. too because then they're like hold on hold on i can build on that and i can make it even better I can make mm-hmm. it higher level to where, you know, it, it it is that line that you hear that comedians say and that they're known for that line, you, you know, like George Carlin and stuff like that. You know, one of the biggest ones is where, you know, he was like, you know, it's a it's a cl- it's a big club and you ain't in it. You know, the owners, <laughs> yeah. the owners own everything, you know, and they don't you know, all that kind of stuff. Like, right. He took a chance spitballing that stuff you know because so comedians for those of y'all who don't know the way comedians they build their set is they go do a bunch of of small sets you know 10 15 yeah. minutes or whatever right and they mm-hmm. just kind of spitball things so whenever they have they have that 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 creativity hit that hits them they write it down or something like that or however they however they process some people write some people don't write Right. But they go out and then they work it in front of crowds and they, they test it out on the crowd. They say some stuff or whatever. And if the crowd doesn't really hit with it, they're like, OK. And if a crowd hits with it a little bit, they're like, OK, there's something there. And then they build and then that's how they build their craft, you know. And I think, you know, that that that's what musical artists need to do in a sense as well, too. 
You know, that's one thing I've seen where people will put out samples of something that they work with or like, for instance, uh, you know, producers who make beats, you know, they'll go live and they'll they'll cook up a beat going live, you know, and and sometimes you'll see uh, rock artists do that as well, too. They'll just be riffing on a guitar or whatever Mm -hmm. going live, stuff like that. If you do things like that, you know, if you're a lyrical person, you start freestyle singing or rapping or whatever your art is, if you if you if you put that out there, either live or, you know, do little snippets or something like that and put that out there to the world, you'll get that feedback and and it might actually help, you know, because I remember there's been multiple times where I've seen uh, artists like they'll post like a bar or two. Right. Mm -hmm. And then like I'll hop in underneath it and put a couple bars that follow up after it, you know? And right. like, I've, I've actually been in those kind of threads where it's just like, we're building like a whole fucking track, couple bars at a time, mm-hmm. like fucking 10 of us randomly out of nowhere and stuff. And, right. but, but that is that creativity. You got to get going, but you got to get rid of that fear demon first. You know, like what you were saying, the fear for you to, you know, you know, not only get over the the biggest fear, which is something I have in common, which what you have is black man and metal. I have white dude and hip hop. Right. Know, that's a that's a big fear to get over not only the stereotype that we hold within ourselves, mm-hmm. but the stereotype that we have put that we feel that society puts upon us as well, too. Mm-hmm. Right. When they see us doing our thing they think want to be they think oh he's not doing what he's supposed to do or whatever you know what i'm saying yeah. we think all those things you know like what are you doing in this space yeah. stuff like that and <clears throat> black women go through it more in fact i have a book that talks about it and actually i'm gonna just grab it right quick but i have a, a book i mean and this actually i think i say all women go through it but definitely your camera just turned off yeah i know hold on Okay. But yeah, while you get that book, yeah, a lot of people go through it. It's the fear demon, you yeah. know? And no matter what we do, if we're pushing limits or or not, you know, mm-hmm. I personally recommend to push to push some limits because that's how you grow as an individual. Absolutely. Not just creatively, but just as an individual. But like, you know, if if you don't push any limits, then then you won't get anywhere. You got that book? Yep, right here. What's it called? It's called "What Are You Doing Here?" A, a, a black woman's life, a black woman's life and liberation in heavy metal. It's by Lena Dawes, and it's narrated by Skin from Skankanasi. Yeah, so see, this is a really yeah, good book. See, and but see, a black woman in metal, mm-hmm. like that's extremely rare. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And, and so, like, women in metal is just kind of rare. and But a black woman is extremely rare on top of that stuff. Yep. And, and there's a growing so, number. And there's, you know, when we look yeah. at, like, talk about shout out to Stormy Stormy and your uh, your wifey. Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so yeah, so you think about that, like, you know, that even for you, like you're saying, like, even like, think about a white female in hip hop, like how hard it was for Iggy, even though, like, you know, I, I understand she did what she did but at the right. same time that breakthrough it is tough and that just shows just how fear and at the same time mm-hmm. racism brings that fear into all of us right like, yeah well it, and then if you're a female and you got yeah. you got sexual stuff as well too yeah you because a lot sexism, yeah. One thing I've, yeah one thing i've seen a lot of females do is that 
they will either they will either go hypersexual or tomboy. Yeah. In hip in hip hop space, right? Mm-hmm. They'll either like barely be wearing anything, like you know, Cardi B, Make the Stallion, all the fuckers, or they will you know popping their ass, all that kind of shit, or they will you know, be in hoodies with beanies, shit like that, and just like spitting bars. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because there's this one female artist in the UK. Uh, her name is Pharma. It's actually P H A R M A, like capital Pharma. A at the end, and she's raw with it. Yeah, and, but like, and she beautiful woman, mm-hmm. but like, she's always like wearing hoodies or whatever. It's like, she's not like flashing her ass or nothing like yeah, that. Yeah, like, she's the products got, the same way. Exactly. She's yeah, yeah. They you know they got beautiful faces or whatever, but. They keep it modest with their clothing. It's not about sexualization. It's about the art and the craft, you know. Yeah. But that's another obstacle that they have to go over as well, too. They got to go over. They, they get over that fear. And I think what the fear demon is is not necessarily of taking the risk, but being accepted for taking the risk. That's what we fear the most, because mm-hmm. we fear that if we take this risk, and then people don't like it. So now we fail and people have a negative opinion of us for taking right. that risk. Now, now that hits all of the reward centers that we have within our human body in a negative way. Right. You know, so like with, with, with you, you know, black man in metal, you, you come out with your disturbed beatbox remix and you're, you're, you put it out and you're like, you know, and mm-hmm. because you might get a bunch of, you know, people highland hitler fucking yelling at you but then you also might get a lot of people who love it mm-hmm. you know from all walks of life you might get some fucking asian dude who's grown up in africa who loves it you know what i'm saying you might get like the weirdest shit but right but, or jamaica but, actually because it does it is exactly. actually some right. asians in jamaica yeah and now exactly. you're starting to get some uh you are getting asians in africa too so yeah we're just saying yeah, 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 but I'm just saying, like, yeah. you, could get, you, you, you would get, you could get like the stereotypical white dude into metal who likes it, mm-hmm. or you can get like the most I didn't know you liked metal type of person who likes it, you exactly. know. And, and but that's that's the thing you just gotta just put it out there, and that's the beauty of the internet, though, honestly, mm-hmm. is that you can put this out there, and you don't actually have to have people literally in your space, in your face, where you can like feel them you looking feel at them you. Back, yeah. You know, you know, like because like if you did that in front of a stage of 100 people or even a thousand people. Mm-hmm. Right. Or let's just say you went crazy. And you did it in front of 50,000 people, which I would that would that would be so fucking killer. Exactly. <laughs> but I was saying you did it in front of all those people. Yeah. And you heard crickets. You would be like. Like your stomach would fall out of your ass. Exactly. Exactly. Your stomach would fall out of your ass. But then, but then if you did it and people were like, yeah, like a roaring scream. Oh my God. You would like be coming like so hard internally. You just be oh, so much ecstasy, right? From it. Absolutely. and and that is a positive and a negative doing things in the physical. However, the digital aspect. Yeah, it takes out that reward and that negativity, but it also can be as a positive as well too, because then you can you you can hide behind the digital aspect, and of you screen. can be super creative. Yeah, you can be more creative, more experimental, because you're hiding behind the screen. Mm-hmm. You're just doing it for yourself. You know, you're looking into a camera lens, you know, and with a microphone or or uh, you know a phone camera or a camera, you know, whatever. You're right. looking into a lens. 
and doing it and then you just click buttons and fucking send it out into the world and then check up on it and see what it looks like you know and you know proper marketing tactics yada yada but like you're just doing that you know and so yeah you don't get the the same feeling of positive but you also don't get the same feeling of negative and this that that feeling of negative is what will create that fear demon to be so strong that you don't fucking do it right you know and so that's that's one of the things that, you know, there's many, many different pros and a bunch of cons about the Internet and technology. But if if you try to think about things in as positive as possible, you know, you putting that out there, like I told you, you know, at the beginning and even before we, we shot this, you know, I'm like, yeah, what you should do, you should go super theatrical visually yeah. and you should put that out there. Either do it raw and uncut or do it mix and mastered. Either way, put that out there. And like I said, I think it would go dope on fucking TikTok and Instagram, maybe even YouTube shorts, yeah. right? And, you know, it depends on how you title it and all kinds of stuff. But I think it would go good because it's highly, highly creative, you know? Yeah. Thank and, you, man. I appreciate that. And regardless of what people say, negative. Yeah. Fuck the negative shit because half yeah. of them are fucking bots anyway, right? Yeah. But either way, you know, kill people with kindness so if somebody comes and says some stuff completely hateful you know hyper hyper racist super negative you know all that stuff you know talks about fucking ropes and trees or whatever the fuck they want to talk about right (laughs) right you just say thanks for listening i appreciate you checking it out right yeah no doubt no doubt (laughs) and then if they keep coming back you know just either ignore or say thank you you know what i'm saying just try to say Try to stay positive, right? Yeah. You know, because I, 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 I get how it could start burning that fire inside of you. People yeah, start can. talking about ropes and trees with you and shit. Yeah. Oh but, yeah. Hell but yeah. You just gotta ignore it because half the time it's just some person who's miserable in their life in a working in a nine to five little cubicle, hating themselves, a hundred pounds overweight, with a wife who doesn't fuck them, who hates them, and the kids that don't respect them. And so they're like, you know what? I, I gotta get this out because I'm a fucking failure in my life. So let me project outwards instead of inwards because they're already projecting inwards. They're just eating themselves to death, drinking fucking sodas all day, you know, you know, choking themselves while they masturbate to fucking hate porn or whatever, you know, stuff like that. So <laughs> you can't. You, oh, my God. You can't. Whoa. Yeah, you can't. You can't. You just can't. You, you can't <laughs> indulge those people. You know, <laughs> you good. You can't indulge those people. You just can't. Because that's the reality of most of them. Hate porn, yeah. They're choking themselves while they're jacking off the hate porn. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You damn man. That's a bar. That's a bar (laughs) in a goddamn comedy skit, nigga. Goddamn. Don't pull your stomach muscle again. I'm not, (laughs) man. That's why I'm relaxing, dog. Oh man, for those your y'all ass don't know a few groin ago. injuries and shit. Yeah, yeah, your ass made me pull groin, uh, damn, damn near stomach and all kinds of shit, man. Nah, yeah. I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> for those of y'all don't know, a few episodes ago, I said something that got him laughing so hard that he actually pulled a muscle in his abs and he was like out well, of just commission for like five minutes. Yeah, he yeah, I cramped up, up super hardcore. bad. And he was like out of commission. He's like, oh, you know, to like stand up and stretch. <laughs> <out>. <laughs> It was crazy, but it was madness, guys. <laughs> but for real, like that's the kind of life, you know. Yeah. May, may I may have went to extreme, but somewhere in that range, <laughs> they did. So, somewhere in that range, may, some of them apply, but oh, in yeah. that range, <laughs> in that range, 
of people that say <laughs> fucked up shit like that on. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and it doesn't matter, you know, what ethnicity they are, nothing like that. There's oh, yeah. people who are so, so upset with their own life. And instead of internally trying to figure it out, they externally project that hatred and mm-hmm. put that hatred on the other people. And and that's one of the bad things about the Internet. If you indulge in that and you try to fight against that, it's a yeah. losing battle. Because they're hiding on the other side of a screen, too, and they can take that chance creatively in a negative way and come up with the craziest fucking shit. And they can ruin your chances of brand deals and all kinds of shit. There's that as well, too. But also, they're they're psychic vampires. They drain your energy. They They can do it electronically, you know, because like. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, we've all been around those people that are just so negative that, like, you feel like you're physically being drained when they're close to you, you know, because they're always, like, blah, 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 negative stuff, right? Maybe not to you, but around you. Around like, you. Oh, so negative. Like, you feel dirty, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But when you're around, like, super happy people who are, like, you know, super, like, nice and 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 all that stuff, you feel really full, you know? So you, yeah. some people fill you and some people drain you. And they can do that electronically as well, too, when they're saying stuff like that. So when you try to combat them, which is something I had to stop doing, right? When people say something that I don't agree with or what have you, and you try to combat them, you, you know, say something once if you want to. Okay, fine. But just don't keep going, though, you know? And if somebody says something really outlandish, just say something positive, you know? You know, I mean, like, if you're religious, say something about, you know, like, you know, praise you know, the Lord. Yeah. Pray, yeah. yeah pray, you know, God, God, God you bless know, you. Yeah. God bless you or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Whatever you want to say, say something in a positive light or even like I just said, you know, thank them for taking the time to watch. Yeah. Because whether they want to admit it or not, they just indulged in your entertainment at least once. Yeah. And then commented on it. Because it resonated with them in some way, shape, or form so much that they wanted to comment. They had to say something. Yep. Had to, right. Had to. So, so not only did they watch it, but they had commented. So yep. then that also means, unless they block you, they're going to start seeing more of your content because the algorithm is going to keep feeding you to them because they not only watched, but they engaged. <laughs> so, Facts. so, so you can use it in a positive way and actually get that person to keep enjoying your content and they mm-hmm. keep posting all the negative shit they want to or whatever. Just keep it positive. You know? Yeah. That that's what I that's what I that's why I think that everybody should do. But especially what you what you were saying with that, man, that that's a dope idea. Just doing doing your unique eclectic remixes mm-hmm. of different things, whether it's you know your metal beatbox of a metal song or a metal take on a fucking R&B song whatever yeah i think i think it would go good man and it would help you just like like spur your creativity to a whole new level mhm i've even been practicing one where i'm doing like um 9 inch nails um closer and but I, and i do it i play it on my drums but i do it in a hip hop fashion Mm. Like and yeah. it sounds really, and I'm I'm actually gonna record it. So uh, that's why I went ahead and switched to uh, getting myself a an artist page because mm-hmm. I felt with on Instagram, mm-hmm. so I can actually put it on my website. So I can actually put my website on the links and stuff because mm-hmm. I want to be able to showcase that very skill. And it's like the way I want to be able to showcase it is by being theatrical, right? That's my that's my ticket. 
And when I feel like I'm not theatrical as a performer, I'm not getting the same response that I know I can get if I right. am. Yeah. When I'm just it, being plain, like you said, when I'm just and when I'm in podcast mode or just in mm -hmm. business mode or at work in men's warehouse mode. Yeah, I'm not. That's I can promote my I can promote. Right. Mm -hmm. But if I want to be the artist that I know deep in my head that I am and that I've shown and displayed 23 years for 23 years, mm -hmm. then yes. Why not do it now as a solo artist? Yeah. Because it's you still have, there. Yeah. But then you have, you have the internet and social media and all that stuff that is growing. Yep. And, and you have an easier availability to grow the reach of your creative art. Whereas exactly. like we talked about a couple episodes ago, you play in that smoky bar with 20 people in there who are just the regulars who come in every night and just get plastered because they hate their lives. Probably some of the same people that, you know, choke themselves while masturbating <laughs> to hate porn. But then they go after they get done with that, after they come, they go and just drink themselves into a coma at the bar. <laughs> well, you're playing your music in front of them. And they don't give a fuck. Yeah. They're just like, okay, well, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, what the hell is this? Play Alice and James and Freebird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> You know, stuff like that. And so instead of doing that, you can put it out on the Internet and then it will go to the places where those people like that kind of thing. Yeah. You know, and that's one of the thing about the Internet that a lot of people don't see. And they 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 use negativity to mask their own faults. So one thing I see a lot of artists do is they'll say um, that. You know, the algorithm is this or it's pay to play or whatever, you know, but mm -hmm. it's because they. They don't understand how it works, the way that the algorithms work in general on all the platforms is interest based. Right. If you show interest in something, you will start seeing more of that, more kind, of that of thing. kind of thing. And the technology is getting better and better all the time for those companies, algorithms to to get better at recognizing what content is yeah, and go from there. Like I, I, I learned recently that Twitter, for instance, will actually devalue your posts. If you use a lot of hashtags mm -hmm. because the hashtag game is basically obsolete now because they have more advanced AI that not only reads your text that you put on your posts, but also analyzes all of the words and everything like that in the content and then categorizes that into specific categories and subcategories in order to place that in front of people who like that other kind of thing. Right. And so it puts a certain value on your content and then it puts it around in those values. So, you know, using hashtag strategies and stuff like that doesn't really work anymore. And once I learned that I stopped putting hashtags on all of our stuff because, right. because people don't really, for one, people don't really search hashtags when they go on social media, they just scroll their feed. Right. It's very Facts. rare. It's very rare to find somebody who's like go opens up Instagram and then goes to the search and then searches in, you know, a certain hashtag or whatever that they want to look at. No, because they scroll through their feed and when they like things, now it starts showing them more things like that. So they're always seeing something they kind of like or really like. Mm -hmm. You know, the search function on those things is not there. Just like on the episode where I talked about SEO is utterly useless for artists mm -hmm. because people don't search. It's all recommendation algorithmic engines. 
that's how everything runs. It right. all is a, is a recommendation engine based on your interests. It's interest based. And so, you know, these, these softwares and stuff like that, AI, if you want to call it that, these softwares have been programmed and they keep learning more and more on how to analyze content and analyze what people like and why they like certain things in order to keep feeding them what they want. Right. And so, so that's what you need to do is, you know, in your posts, instead of, instead of making it advertisement style, copy headlines, Mm -hmm. make it conversational, make it say something, make it start telling a story, you know, and, and just, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, five paragraphs. You can do it in a sentence or two, start the story. And that's the headline or the description for your video. And then you put your video out there. So then people see that and then they click on it, you know, and stuff like that. And then it keeps, it keeps coming to them. That's how this shit works now. So when people are like, oh, social media is dead. Oh, Facebook is garbage, blah, 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 and everything. No, it's just how you use it. And it it's not an instant hit. All right. It's 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 not a hit in that vapor. You got to stay at it long term and it grows from there, there. just like what we're doing here. You know, you know, we're we're not hitting fucking millions of listeners every episode, but we keep coming out every week, keep posting up new stuff, you know, and then as artists, we keep doing different things. We keep trying to help all these artists and everything like that. Right. And and, shout out on your reviews, man. Great job. Appreciate that, man. Yeah. And and I want to start highlighting some producers a little bit more too with those reviews mm-hmm. because because producers is one aspect of 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 hip hop that have a very hard time marketing yeah you know and because the actual lyrical artist can you know they have a hard time marketing because of oversaturation but if right. they stand out they're unique and they are consistent then they can beat out 80% of the fly-by-nighters. Right. But but they have that face. They have the charisma. They have the energy. They have the visual aspect to their art as well as the lyrical aspect to their art. Mm -hmm. But producers that just make beats only, they're basically in the sales position. They're trying to, you know, yeah, you're going to have some people who just like listening to lo-fi beats while they're studying or why they're chilling or whatever. Right. And they don't actually, they're not lyrically creative, but the majority of people who go and listen to beats are shopping for their next beat to make their next song. Right. And so you got to get that in front of people. And so, so one of the producers that I recently did a music review for Rayco beats, mm-hmm. I told him, I said, I said, you know what? I, I don't see any producers out here doing is creating visually unique and creative content to put their video behind or put their music behind. And so he went out there and he used an AI video generator Mm -hmm. and created some very unique AI art and put his fucking beat behind it. And he instantly, like he, he wasn't getting very much traction at all on his social media, but he instantly quadrupled his fucking reach instantly by just doing something fucking different. You know, and as soon as he saw that, he saw because like his posts were only getting like a couple of views and like one or two likes or whatever. His first video he posted got like a hundred views and like five or six likes. Damn. Instant, yeah. instant quadrupling, right? Yeah, it's not millions of views, but right. it's it's that scale. 
it instantly did that. And so he did it again. Mm-hmm. And now, now he's in, he's in the hundreds and the tens of likes, right? Yeah. And on every reel he's posting, cause he's posting them as reels. And I'm like, all right, do that on every platform. Same fucking thing. Post the exact same thing. Just keep it rocking. Right. Yeah. And then he even has created full length videos. He, he took this on his own. He created mm-hmm. full length videos for the full track. Right full length of AI and stuff. So now it's like three minutes. So it's long form content posting it up on his YouTube. So now you're getting the minutes of watch time and everything like that. And it's creative and stuff like that as well, too. That kind of thing right there, producers aren't doing, you know, and that was just something that just kind of hit me. And I was like, when I was looking at his stuff, I was like, why don't you just do something like, you know, do something hyper creative. And then he did that. I was like, yes, that. And I even was just talking to, um, um, can't remember the name off the top of my head, but the the first um, Tysus, no Tysus, yeah, the Tysus. first the first one I did, mm-hmm. I was just talking to Tysus the other day, you know, because I I touch base with these people after I do these, I keep a conversation going if they want to keep it with me, obviously, right? I keep a conversation going with these guys because I you know I genuinely want to help. It's not just me. Oh, let me review your shit. Oh, I'm putting it out there. Okay, me me me, and me doing it all for selfish reasons. I genuinely want to help people. That's what right. we do, and. So I was talking to him or the other day or whatever, and he was talking about like these different tracks and stuff like that. And I said, like, okay, what do you have for visual? And he's like, oh, well, I was thinking about maybe this or this or whatever. And I was like, I was like, did you watch the episode three of the review? And he's like, no, not yet. I was like, you need to watch it. I was like, check out that 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 producer, Rayco Beats. For one, you might like his beats. And if so, let him know that I refer to you and blah, blah, blah. You can get some dope beats because he was talking about how he's having a hard time finding beats because he's trying to find he's like using the free for profit ones and stuff like that. And I'm like, you know, just spend 25 bucks on a lease, dude, and fucking have unlimited lease for it, whatever. And I was like, go talk to him because he's trying to get artists to get on his shit. And he hasn't been able to get any artists to hop on his beats yet. Like, go talk to him. See what you can work out. Maybe you develop like a partnership or whatever. And I was like, but on top of that, go check out. Ask him what he's using for his AI art generator for the video. Maybe mm-hmm. start doing a little bit of that as well, too, for your shit, you know, and, and stuff like that. So, like, you know, the creativity aspect that is that is where you gotta take those chances and and start right. with something. Something's better than nothing, you know. Facts. And and I don't know how I got out on that, but no, I just know. because because of the fear. We'll just you just we're based on fear. Yeah, the fear. We're based on fear and just mm-hmm. actually how to capitalize on it from a creative perspective. Yeah, right? yeah. Creativity is the currency right now. Yeah, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and a lot of the standard models for for marketing and sales and stuff like that the the standard stuff only works once you get to a certain level of reach right audience right then you can start doing like the standard shit but until then you need to focus on i was thinking about this on my walk this morning you need to focus on on awareness yeah absolutely that's that's the main thing that you need to focus on as an artist is just awareness. And so that's why I tell everybody, put everything out for free, right? Yeah, I think brand awareness is very underused and underutilized mm-hmm. in me with artists. Like when you look at YouTube, you know, the one thing about YouTube is being able, that it pushes is being able to have brand brand awareness, right? You can convert, you can do conversions, but 
when you have brand awareness and like, and when you push for, when you advertise for brand awareness on YouTube, that's where you begin to see the results and the numbers increase mm -hmm. because it's for that. It's for that very reason. Artists, you want to expose your music. You want people to, to, to see it, right? So if you're just trying to convert, if you're trying to do conversions, and I mean, I'm glad you brought this up. If you're trying to do conversions with the music. I think it's actually a bad idea. You got to wait till you're certain. You gotta level. You got to wait till you, yeah, you got to wait till you're a certain level. You got to convert awareness. strangers into, you got to convert strangers into fans first before you exactly. convert fans into dollars. Into dollars, exactly. Yeah, so, so what yeah, you're saying is exactly yes. brand awareness. So yeah, go brand awareness. Mm -hmm. If you are an artist, straight up, you're starting out. Don't try to go conversion. Don't try to convert any type of money. You need to go brand awareness. Yep. Because then that's where people will start to accumulate. That's where you start accumulating an audience. Mm -hmm. Here's why. Music is not a physical product unless it is attached to something. Right? If it's not attached to a CD or, or vinyl or a commercial or a film or, or, or something or device on your phone, like in Instagram or on, on Spotify or Facebook, because that's where people are going to access the music. That's why Spotify is out, right? So if you go out there and you put brand awareness, even for YouTube, when you go and use brand awareness, Check out my music on Deezer. Like you, you creating a cool piece of content that's going to grab people's attention to where they're going to go listen to your music on said platform. That's why brand awareness is so important. And if you advertise with the purpose of brand awareness, you're going to increase. You have a greater chance of increasing your numbers, of increasing your following, of increasing your fan base. Unlike if you want to go into getting music, if you want to go and get money, if you want to make money as an artist, one of the best things to do, and I've said this before, that's sync licensing, because then you don't have to worry about brand awareness just yet, all right? But if you want to make money while you're focusing on brand awareness, go into sync licensing. Learn how to do skills like marketing. Learn how to do podcasting. Learn how to do certain skills that's going to make you money, right? Find other work, right? And you don't have to go full-time. You can do part-time work, right? Mm -hmm. And just build and, and you shout out to Adrian Milano, who's Milano, who's done a lot of his work as a funding himself, right? So when you're doing it, this is where you can build brand awareness, right? Yeah. You're able to fund that and, that. and it makes it a lot easier on you as an artist by going for brand awareness or advertising for brand awareness, putting your music out with ads through brand awareness. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, while you were saying that, I just let you go, man, because you were on it 100%. But where one, one thing that it touched on me, for one, podcast when you said that i was like mm -hmm. yes because that is going to help build your brand you know yep. you have a podcast highlighted around a specific interest that you have personally yep. right and you're sitting around talking about shoes or whatever the fuck it is that you love so much right and you're also building awareness of you as a person but you said something that built on that before that you said that 
that the brand, the mu- music is not attached to something physical anymore unless it's actually on like a CD. But I, I would actually amend that it is attached to something physical. It's attached to you as an individual artist. Right. That is the physical. And so that physical is what people are are grabbing now. Instead mm-hmm. of the CD, instead of the T-shirt, they're grabbing that content. Yeah. They're, they're giving you the attention instead of the money. Mm-hmm. And that's what you need to build on at first. And I actually had an artist that I was working with a few months back um, before I, before we started doing this podcast and stuff, whenever I was still kind of like building all, all of my stuff on trying to help artists, mm-hmm. I had an artist that I worked with. I was like, Hey, I can help you out. And so I worked with him for one month and they only saw a couple of they their main focus was they wanted to grow their Spotify streams. Mm-hmm. Okay. But they didn't have any of the base built with people enjoying their content first. You know, they had a little bit of stuff here and there and stuff, but but they didn't really have it. And so they didn't want to work with me anymore after the month because, like, I was running the awareness campaigns because that's what I was doing. You know, I was Mm -hmm. like, hey, we we need to focus on awareness. So when we were putting money behind ads, I was doing awareness ads, not conversion ads. And so mm-hmm. instead of trying to get people to click, I was just getting people to watch. And then from there, people were liking, people were subscribing, people were commenting. So, and that was all organic based off of them getting the reach. And right. so that's a lot cheaper as well, too, guys. All right. Mm-hmm. Running an awareness ad campaign, you can get for for fractions of a penny. I think I was getting it for like, like a view was costing like a fraction of a penny per view. Okay, which which is is super cheap just to get an eyeball. Okay, you're getting eyeballs for fractions of pennies, and that's what you need. So Mm -hmm. when people were doing that, though, they were they were subscribing because they like the content. They were hitting like because they like the content. They were commenting on the content. Yeah. And so then what that does is that increases the likelihood of them seeing your content again, going Mm -hmm. further down the customer journey which is what they talk about in sales and marketing and stuff like that. Yeah. They're going through the fan journey. We'll call it the fan journey. Mm-hmm. They're going down mm-hmm. that journey from where, from where, from where they okay. become aware of you and then right. they get to know you and then they get to like you and then they get to trust you. And after they get the trust, that's when they start giving you money. Right. Yeah. But until then you have a long way to go. Okay. Because if, if you, you know, when you just meet somebody out in public, you don't automatically just, just, start giving them your money because you like them and you feel like you can trust them. You you don't do that. So they're not going to do that online either, you know? And so, but anyway, I, I ran a conversion campaign with Mm -hmm. that person too, to try to get to their, their new song. And it only got them like 10 or 15 new streams on their, on their Spotify over the month. But it's because for one, they didn't have a good Spotify growing, but they didn't have the prerequisite to that which was a good, hyper-engaged, enthusiastic audience. Right. That's what you got to build first. And so what I always tell people is have everything set up, you know, have your website and have everything set up to where if people want to go and listen to your music on their favorite platform, they can do it very easily. Yeah. You know, like in the last music review I just did, episode four, that's where I really talked about how, you know, it having a master link 
you know, from toned in or from smart URL or whatever it is, where when people click one link, then they have all the options they can pick. Oh, do you like Spotify? Do you like Apple? Do you like YouTube? Where do you want to check it out? Right. And then yeah. you have your socials at the bottom as well, too. Like what we have for our, for our master link master for link. the podcast. Yeah. Right. You know, you have all the options there that people can go from there, but you're not really pushing that. You know, you just have it there, but what you're doing is you're pushing yourself onto people. You're letting them get aware of you and you're, you're giving them entertainment. Mm -hmm. That's what people go on their phone for. Okay. Yep. If you're in the knowledge space, like what we kind of are, then people are coming to you to find knowledge and mm -hmm. information. But if you're creating music, you're in the entertainment space. Okay. And you can, you can, you can give knowledge through your music if you're a conscious artist in any form or fashion. But your main goal is entertainment. People have to enjoy it. Yep. And so you need to give that out for free. You have to. And I know that's hard to hear for a lot of people who are working bullshit jobs that they hate, which I can 100% relate to. I've done it multiple times. Yep. Jobs that I just, you you just, ugh, you know, yeah. you can't stand. And you're like, man, I just need to start making money with this with the shit that I do like so I can stop doing the shit I hate. Right. Yep. I get it. But. It's a process, you know, you can't, you can't become a doctor straight out of high school. You got to go through a process. Yeah. And it's the same way with building your money for making your music. You got to, you got to go off that process. So like KP just said, you got to build that brand awareness before you can even start converting. You know, you got to, you got to convert them from a stranger to a, to a fan before you can convert them from a fan into any kind of money, whether it's, you know, the fraction of a penny you get from streaming or whether it's actual sales of merchandise or whatever kind of yeah. stuff that you want to offer. You, you got to do that. And, you know, like KP said, that's something that we have both seen so many times from a lot of artists, you know, and, and from a lot of people in general, yeah. you know, they think, oh, I see these people out here making a ton of money pitching their product to people. Yeah, but look at their following that they have before they start doing that. You know, you can't, you, you have to focus on awareness first. Yep. That's, that's the name of the game. That's and, if you want to put your music out there to the fans. If you want to exactly. write to brands, that means you need to put up volumes of music. Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. Quality, quality music. Yep. Quality music and quantity content as well, yep. too. You know, yeah, quality content, but you got to focus mm -hmm. on quantity more than yep. quality a little bit, right? Yep. Don't sacrifice the quality a lot, but sometimes you got to sacrifice a little bit of quality so you're not, so you're not nitpicking yourself, you right. know, and sitting in that thing where it's like, oh, it's not perfect yet. It's not perfect mm -hmm. yet. Like, motherfucker, it's never going to be perfect. Nope. You know, like I, like I told an artist one time, you know, he was talking about, you know, oh, he's got some stuff, but he's still trying to get it, man, because he wants it to sound perfect because he doesn't like some of his older stuff. I was like, dude, if you think something sounds perfect right now and you put it out, a year from now, you're going to think it sounds like shit. Like, that's just how it works with creative people. We're always building and adding and creating and getting better. That's how we operate. And we're so our best never... works critics. Absolutely, man. Because there's shit that I put out years ago that I thought was I was like, all right, this is solid. I listen to it. I'm like, man, I would fix this, this, this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just how it goes. You're never going to have anything perfect. So put it out there. Let it go. Yeah. You know, don't hold on so tight to it. You know, yes, it's your creation, but don't wear it on your sleeve so much. Yeah. You know, put like, it out there and see what people like, man. People see exactly. if people like it. Absolutely. But. Yeah, so I don't I don't even know how long we've been going, like an hour and a half or whatever. Yeah, man. But yeah. yep. But uh 
but yeah, so all that information right there, 100%, y'all, every bit of that, you know, just like what KP has been talking about, what he's been saying about brand awareness, about just like being creative, like the shit that he just randomly came up with and stuff like that, that's, that's hyper creative, you know, do something similar. You know, fuck copy him if you want to. Just tag him. Right? <laughs> yeah, you know right? what I'm saying? Right? <laughs> but but like do something creative. If there's something that you've always wanted to do, then do it. You know? I mean, because like me and KP can 100% relate to wanting to do something that's completely different. You know, as a teenager, I wanted to make hip-hop music. But as a white dude living in a town that only had like literally you can count them on a couple of hands amount of minority families in the whole town right non-white families right it it was very very scary and difficult to break out of that yeah. mindset oh yeah know? i can i can totally imagine and he can relate to that as and well relate. too you yeah. know and relate. Being, yeah exactly you know like him getting into metal as a black dude in detroit where everybody his brother is into hip-hop you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, so like, it's like hip hop and jazz and Motown shit. And he's over here wanting to scream at shit. And you're like, what the fuck is wrong with you, little kid? You know, yeah. stuff like that. And I mean, it's also with on the jazz and on the jazz yeah. side, I'm listening to more of the obscure fucking prog mm -hmm. jazz. Right. And yeah. the, the free jazz, like the sunrise and the chick careers, rest of soul, rest their souls. But mm -hmm. yeah, I'm more into that. Yeah. Just the more obscure kids. So yeah. It's, yeah. Like, yeah, be different. It's fine. Yeah. People like different as long as it's authentic. Yeah. See, that's that's the thing that people are craving so much on the internet right now and in our society right now is authenticity. Okay. You know, and, and you can look at it in all elements of society, you know, like in hip hop, there's a lot of people that like Drake. And there's a lot of people like me that are like, that motherfucker's fake. He's just an actor and he has everybody write his shit for him. It's well known. <laughs> it's well known. He started out as an actor, Drake yep. and Josh, right? Oh, or De Degrassi. No, I'm sorry, Degrassi. Degrassi. <laughs> Degrassi. Yeah. So I always I always get confused. But anyway, he was an actor and he still is. That's why in his pictures, he's always pushing his lips out and shit, duck face and everything and putting braids in his fucking hair and bows and shit. Weird, whatever. Anyway, he's a fucking actor. He's an entertainer. Okay. People want authenticity. That's what people want. No, so no lie, dude. Right. So whenever people, whenever people see that real raw shit, mm -hmm. that's that's what they love. That's why people like Bill Burr, for instance, in comedy, right? Or or Tony. That's why Hitchcock, people will always or, or love Tim Tupac. Yep. That's yeah. why though, like the make them feel rappers, mm -hmm. the make them feel rappers are gonna always like your your Jay Z's, your Nas, mm -hmm. your Biggies, your those Tupacs. Your those guys are gonna always they're gonna they're gonna be legends. In fact, if you look at what's going on in hip hop today, a mm -hmm. lot of the older rappers like your Rakims, your Ice Tees, your Big Daddy Kane's are starting to sell out Nas is selling are selling out tours compared to Lil Baby and Da Baby and 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 all these other young rappers out there. And it's like, yep. Well, there's a feel. I mean, they're even young dude. In fact, just kiss picky. I just uh was on just to piggy just kind of get to kind of wrap up more if, if you got anything, right. of course I'm not gonna you you know you but at the same time there was this uh, incident where I was at, well, it wasn't even an incident, but it was just the other day I was getting off work and I was standing at the bus stop and young brother was talking with me and long story short, he turns to me and he looks at, looks at my way, the way I was dressed for work. 
and I had a because I had on my black um had on my black camouflage um, dinner jacket and this really cool sh- in my black shirt with my right. you know just looking g'd up man and he automatically said you know you look like you're in music man you like you fuck with that music automatically and we yeah. started having a conversation and check his name is Kirsch and that's mm. K U R S C H got it now I can spell motherfucker. I yeah. told you I'm a spelling bee champ, nigga. I told you, goddamn. I told you I didn't. I, well, I didn't. I wasn't a champ, but I've been in two spelling bees. But I told you, damn it. I told you, skill. Exactly. So, so he don't know that was from a couple episodes ago. Yeah, when he, that's funny. he couldn't spell Calvin Luis, and so I chopped the fuck out of it he's and just, made it to dude, where it looked like he can't just, spell. Oh my god, dude! I, roasted I read the fuck the, out like, of him, bastard. That's all right because he couldn't say ferocity, so I got his ass. I didn't say anything. But I just wanted to get yeah, him anyway. But exactly. anyway, so I was listening to the young brother. I he, he no, I should, we shared Instagrams and stuff like that. And he's a young lyrical MC man. He's from Jersey, and mm. he's been living out here for a year. But young brother was dope, and it was cool because like it was just being able to have that moment. And I wish I would have recorded that even even. I wish I would have you know documented that one too. Shout out Gary V for saying that document that type of stuff right. Mm. But the fact that he looked at me and realized that, yo, my man's in the music mm-hmm. and just being able to have that conversation. And I also t- hit him up to the podcast and stuff. So he's following us as well. Shout out to Kirsch. Yeah. So um, he's out there, man. And, and, and I'm like I said, he's a lyrical young brother, man. And that made me think of you. And it made me think about what we as what we do on this channel and on our podcast is like, being able to just reach out to people. And it's like, even just, just on a random tip like that, where I'm just out there getting off work, standing at the bus stop, waiting for, don't even start with the sucking on the lollipop. Because I did have a couple suckers with me. I bought Starburst suckers with me. (laughs) But anyway, (laughs) I just, whatever. I mean, it's just funny as hell because I did. I'm just saying. That's why I'm theatrical as fuck, right? Yeah, That's what exactly. but, but think, but but it was just the whole thing was like I was able to just reach out to him from that perspective. And then here you are doing the reviews and just mm-hmm. how we're able to utilize our platform to just not only not only just reach out to artists, but also give you a glimpse of and taste of what we do as well. Mm-hmm. Right. So you know, it's so artists. If you want seriously, and shout out to Corey from Brandman Network, man, dude, I really think starting a podcast is one of the best things an artist can do. I mean, there are many things. There are so many cool things you can do, but if you're an artist, starting a podcast, I think, mm-hmm. is one of the best. And just speaking of Drake, you know, it's it's funny you say that, but then you look at where he's with um going on the podcast with Lil Yachty. Mm-hmm. Hey, yo, yeah, that that definitely had an influence on the on the album too, like he even said. But being able to share that space with somebody who can relate to you, yeah. like, and that's what they're able to do. Like Yachty and, and Drake are able, and that's us, and that's mm-hmm. us. We're yeah, able well, to relate to each other and being able to share that. 
Yeah, with a podcast, you're also you're also showing different aspects of yourself as an individual as well, mm -hmm. too, which helps with that brand awareness because you're strengthening your brand. You're not just one thing. Mm -hmm. People don't want just one thing. They want multidimensional because they are multidimensional. They're exactly. tired of seeing all this artificial shit up here. They want to see something raw, real and unique. Exactly. You know, and, and that's that's what they like. So. I've been recommending this to hip hop artists for a while. You know, you start a podcast talking about whatever. Like, I think we talked about a few episodes ago. I know an artist from New York. Mm -hmm. This motherfucker is fresh to death all the time. He's always up on the newest shoes, on the newest gear, everything like that. Like, you can, you can, you can tell. Cause right. I'm here, in, I'm here in Indiana, right? You see him walking around, you're like, that motherfucker is from New York. He's not from here, right? Because this is the way he dresses. Right. And he stands, he's also like six foot three. So he stands the fuck right, up. So stands but, oh, yeah. But he, uh, but, but no, I told him, I'm like, dude, man, like start a podcast or, or start some kind of like little vlog. Right. It doesn't have mm -hmm. to be a full fledged podcast, but it's a vlog and talk about fashion, you know, yeah. talk, talk about different things, you know, just go on there. Be like, I got this fit on today because of this, this, and this, and this, you know, mm -hmm. just talk about what you're wearing, talk about why you're wearing it, stuff like that. Just like get game right there like yeah. that. You know, if you want to talk about this or you want to talk about that, just do it, you know, talk about shit, be multidimensional. It's not just all about listening to my music, listen to my music. Bye, bye, bye. Yeah. It's not that man. You need to go multidimensional. So whatever it is that you're interested in, you know, mm -hmm. like me and KP, we like making music, but we also are interested in helping artists. So we started yep. this podcast to help artists. You know, like I told you, I also, um, at the beginning of the year, I started practicing what I preach and stuff like that. And I started doing like vlogs whenever I'm in my garden, mm -hmm. you know, and then also whenever I'm out on like my walks, I take walks every morning out in nature and just clear my head. Like we had talked about. Right. And, and, you know, once a week I was just, you know, letting it out, you know, whatever I was thinking of, but a lot, you know, it's all started it all started kind of being music marketing related. And so mm -hmm. then that's why we just went ahead and just did this instead. And, but, but no matter what it is, you know, if, if you're, you're a WWE freak and you just love talking about it, bit, <laughs> right? <laughs> right, exactly. Then, then, you know, just get on a podcast with somebody else and start talking about that. If you yeah. like comics or you like Avengers or you like, or you like fashion, you know, you like, you know, you're a female, you like hair and makeup, you like talking mm -hmm. about whatever, even I, I don't recommend hyper divisive stuff, but even if you want to talk about politics or religion, whatever yeah. it is. You make yourself multidimensional, you know, that that's that's what you are. You know, that's and that's one thing that has helped Joe Rogan get to where he is. Yep. And there's because, some things that he said mm -hmm. that I really think about, too, like what he said about how guys are like we where we as people are always talking about. Well, I wish I would have done this 20 years ago, 10 years mm -hmm. ago. He says, no, you're doing it now. So shut the fuck up. Like, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like, there's there's that. Facts. But if you think if you think about it. You know, he was a comedian doing comedy and then mm -hmm. he started getting into acting a little bit and stuff like that, because, you know, the path back then was you're stand up comedian, you gain much, you know, gain audience and stuff like that. And then you get right. a sitcom and then you've made it right. And then maybe you get in some movies after that. And that's how you make it. But you got to go get on late night first and Letterman mm -hmm. first and all that shit. You know, there's all. Yeah, there was tiers. that pecking order. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's that pecking order and stuff like that. And he bypassed a lot of that. You know, like, yeah, he was on a few shows and stuff like that. You know, Fear Factor is where he got most of his name recognition, you know. Yeah. 
And, that's, but, I, yeah, that's where I totally remembered him from. Yeah, but UFC. once he started his podcast, at first mm-hmm. it was just him getting stoned and fucking around with his friends. But then he started bringing interesting people on that he wanted to talk to. Like his first guest ever was Graham Hancock. Yeah, And Graham Hancock is a very interesting person. And, and it's not in anywhere the realm of, of comedy, right? Yeah. Or UFC or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And then you know, he's grown to the point now where he talks to all different kinds of people. And so he has the largest audience in the world. Yeah. Because he just like, and anytime he talks, like he doesn't even have to plug his own comedy anymore. Because anytime he just makes a post about I got a show or whatever, people just flock to it. They like they want if they're into comedy and they like him, they go and check out his comedy. It pops yeah. up on Netflix, they're watching it. Whatever Dude, it is, he's it, had Shirley Manson from Garbage and Hulk Hogan mm-hmm. and Mike Tyson on yep, there. Exactly. Eminem. Yeah. Elon Musk. Yeah. He's had a lot of I mean, people on doing, there. Yeah. Yeah, he's had a lot of people on there, man, from all different walks of everything. Everything. You know? Everything. everything everything you know he's had he everybody you know and that that's what that's what he's interested in he's mm-hmm. interested like he he supposedly all right there's probably some marketing angles with some of the people he brings on but supposedly he only talks to people he wants to talk to about whatever he wants to talk to them about and that usually comes off you can tell when you're listening to it you know, now sometimes people he has on, he's just kind of interested in or whatever. But a lot of times he's bringing up stuff that the person didn't even bring up. So like he already has a, a feel for them, mm-hmm. you know, but that has grown him to the point to where his his monetary art sells itself. Mm-hmm. You know, like he doesn't have to go out and promote anything. You know, he bought a comedy club in Austin. It promotes itself. He talked about it a little bit, but it promotes itself. And that's all it, he had to do was talk about it just a little bit. That was mm-hmm. enough advertisement right there that, to just say, oh, shit, exactly. Joe Rogan's got to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's it. That's all he has to do. And now he has so much influence. Anything he talks about it can move. Yep. But like, you know, that's that's why I tell people, you know, follow that formula. You know, obviously you may not get that big. That's fine. But follow that formula to grow, you know, because a lot of comedians got on this and they understand this. You know, they sit around, they talk to people they want to talk to about whatever, and they grow and then they they plug their their comedy shows or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. They plug their new special and stuff. And then what you can also do too, once you have your podcast built, when you have something to promote or, or just you want to promote your podcast or yourself in general, you can go on other people's podcasts, which is what me and KP are working on doing as well, too. You go yep. on other people's podcasts and you just talk with them about whatever, right? You don't go yeah, there I gotta for send 100... the, link, the link to Corey, too. Yeah, you don't go in there 100% with promotion. You just mm-hmm. go in there to talk about whatever, you know, mm-hmm. and, and just, just go with it, yep. you know, and... and that is how you're going to raise your profile. And then people are going to come to you. And then they will go from a stranger to a fan and from fan to finance. Exactly. Ooh, that's a good plug. Right Ooh, there. that's a bar. <laughs> right. That's exactly. a bar, dude. And, and that is why <laughs> Music Making Sense Podcast is for artists by artists. Yep. Right? That tagline is something that kind of hit me one day, too, because that's what we are. We are artists helping artists, artists trying to yep. help artists. You just gotta yep. listen. That's all you gotta do. Yeah, because we, every- we listen to some. We listen to some. Fuck. We've listened to some great, mm-hmm. great people in this in this business, man. Yeah, I've listened like, to people work- from all over businesses. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. And, and sometimes that's all you gotta do is you gotta listen. You don't have to blindly listen, but listen, think, and then do some kind of action, do some kind of testing, figure it out. But yeah, yeah, we're going to get out of here and you guys can marinate on all that information. And we will see you next time right here on Music Making Sense Podcast. As always, make sure you like, share, follow, subscribe to everything Music Making Sense Podcast. And if you want to holler at us for a uh, free consultation on your marketing services, hit us up in the comments below, whether you want to talk to both of us or one of us individually. It won't hurt our feelings either way. Just let us know how we can help you, and we will try to help you the best we can. If you want a music marketing review of your music, no matter what genre of artist that you are, Drop it by down below as well, too. Hit us up in the comments or on musicmakingsensepod.com. You can go shoot us an email, drop us a message on the website, whatever. Contact yeah. us one way, shape, or form. Let us know, and we will be glad to help you out with a free music marketing review, free consultation for your marketing services, and then we can start getting to work and helping you grow your fan base and turn those strangers into fans. Exactly. And And uh, just to add, I'm going to start doing Q&A on mm -hmm. Wednesdays on on our IG Live, so you guys Mm -hmm. can also check me on there. And I'm going to pick a date on when I'm going to start going live on YouTube. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to pick a date so you guys can also do Q&As and we can we can I'll chat and do some really cool stuff on there too. So mm-hmm. be on the lookout for that as well, guys. All right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's what I was getting ready to say too. KP is starting to do that. So you want to have just a live Q and a and sit down and chop it up with him or whatever over on Instagram, music, making sense pod, all links, music, makes sense podcast.com. Yes, and uh, yeah, so we're going to get the fuck up out of here. We'll see y'all next time. Keep tuning in, keep sharing and keep working on growing your Awareness. That's key. See y'all later. Holla.